Rocky Mike Wright, a podcast about podcasting. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro from a pro. All right, let's go. Welcome back, Cotter. This is Rocky Mike Wright. I'm Carly Nimmo, and today is going to be an extension of the last episode, which was really about, you know, the power of a podcast. I didn't really talk about demographics or reasons why you should start one, but more about how the medium works and why it's different to other mediums and how powerful it can be for building that no like trust factor and really connecting with an audience. And today I want to extend that a little further and start talking about why we need to forget about the usual ways we would market and come back to remembering how people are consuming a podcast. Because what I find is there's a lot of content out there about ways to 10x your listenership or, you know, grow your podcast audience, you know, explode your podcast audience, that kind of stuff. But what a lot of that doesn't take into account is how people are actually consuming the show. And I think this is a big piece that is missing in the podcast world is coming constantly coming back to that. How are people consuming? And then how can I use that to my advantage instead of wasting really great uh, real estate in your podcast, trying to send them to other places in your ecosystem that you want them to go, but making it quite difficult. Podcasting can make it quite difficult for them to take that action. So it's kind of a waste of energy and a waste of valuable podcast real estate. When I talk about an ecosystem, what I'm talking about is like all the digital assets of your brand, of your podcast brand or your own brand. And those things may be obviously podcast, Facebook page, Instagram, a vlog, your website, uh, a blog as well. You know, all of those different places where we produce content or where we live online. And we want people to be kind of moving around our ecosystem, right? But sometimes I think we have to put a kind of stick in the sand uh, or a line in the sand as and decide what we want most. And if I think about, if we go back to the previous episode where I was talking about the power of a podcast, over all the other mediums, it's definitely the place where we're going to build the deepest connection with people. So for me, that is the place I want to send all my people. And I know this is going to maybe conflict or be in conflict with a lot of the messages out there about making sure you send everyone to your website and, you know, getting them on your list and all that kind of jazz. I know that this may be a little controversial, uh, but I actually believe that sending them to your podcast is a way more powerful um, tool for connection, which that connection then will have a natural on-flow effect. And people, if you can do a good enough job in the actual podcasting, then they're going to want to connect with you in other places anyway. You've just got to make it relatively easy for them, but without unrealistic expectations about how that's going to play out. So the disadvantage of a podcast is really that it kind of lives out there on its own where the way people are consuming other content, like, you know, scrolling Facebook, we can kind of tie things together because people are 
hands-on. The, the pod, the, their phone or their computer is right in front of them. And that's not necessarily the case when they're consuming a podcast. So as we discussed last time, that's really powerful when it comes to being invited into their lives and building connection, but it doesn't necessarily make it easy for people to move their way around all of your digital assets or your ecosystem. It's much easier to move people from thing to thing if they are using their hands at the time. Know what I mean? So they can scroll and they can click a link. I mean, there's also algorithms and all that kind of jazz that slows that process down in all those other assets. But you know what I mean? Like it's easier for people to click a link if they uh, have their phone in their hand or they're right in front of their computer, which often isn't the case with a podcast. And we need to keep that in mind. That needs to be in the front of our mind when we're thinking about what calls to action we want people to take. And I will talk about outros in another episode, but really each each podcast, we want to have some kind of call to action. We do want them to move about our ecosystem or, well, I think we really have to think about like, what is it that we most want? And for a podcaster, often it becomes, or I believe it it should, in inverted commas, I believe your focus should be to get as many ears on your podcast as possible because that is going to do the bulk of what all the other things could do together but in one place because it's the place where you are going to build the connection. It's the place where they're going to want to hear more from you. People used to message me, oh, my God, yay, Wednesday, time for Carlosophies. Like, that's incredibly powerful. And I've found personally, my business has grown just through me. I don't even really market my podcast. (laughs) I'm someone who helps others work on their shows. But for me, it's for me, it's an actually about speaking my truth. That's the reason that I podcast. It's not necessarily to list build or grow my business. It's an outlet for me to speak my truth. This show is a little different because it's also an outlet for me to speak my truth, but I'm hoping eventually you'll want to work with me in some capacity, right? Either through joining Radcasters or through signing up to my email list at (laughs) carlynimmo.com and working with me when I have one-on-one opportunities or during a round of my Frequency Podcasters Mastermind. You know, so that's really the the action that I want you to take is eventually we end up working together in some capacity if you vibe with me. But for the most part, I just want to share this message and I want us to connect and I want to be able to provide you with really useful information that allows you to podcast in ways that make it really sustainable and enjoyable for you. And so with keeping that in mind, my calls to action are going to be about listening to this show because this is where I want to connect with you guys. So that's what you've got to come back to is like what is the key action that you want them to take? Because if you've started your po- if you've started your podcast purely to list build, it might be a mistake. I'm not saying it is a mistake. Uh, it depends on the way that it's the way that you craft your call to action. So a really great example of someone who has a podcast in order to, of course, build no like trust, also to provide really high, um, high value content and to list build is Amy Porterfield. So Amy Porterfield's podcast, I think is called Online Marketing Made Easy, just off the top of my head. Uh, and, and she's a master at this. 
because she teaches list building, right? So for her, every episode that she has, knowing that that is her game, right? I produce the podcast because I want to provide high value content for people so that they want to work with me. But my number one priority is to give them the high quality content and get them on my email list. That's not me. That's Amy Porterfield. I'm pretending I'm her. <laughs> but that's that's like her her uh, mission, I guess, her her purpose for the podcast. So in order to do that, she's very strategic and she will have worksheets created for every episode. So there is a very clear, legitimate reason and desirable reason for people to go from the podcast to her website and convert them into onto her email list. That is a fucking shitload of work. <laughs> and that's not my style. But if that's your style and you know that is your priority is list building, then there's no that you know, there's there's no real easy way to do it because because coming back to how are people consuming their podcasts? They are consuming their podcasts in the car, walking the dog, cooking dinner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So not an easy pathway for them to necessarily go from listening to the show to your website to sign up for an email list. There are ways that you can encourage them, like Amy Porterfield does, giving a specific link to go and sign up for something that is very much an additional resource and a high value additional resource to the content that she's been producing. So that would be one way that would entice people. It has to be pretty enticing and memorable. So what I have been exploring, keeping this in mind, what I have been exploring with some of my clients is forgetting about those really huge calls to action you know, and we'll talk about outros in another episode, maybe. I think I'm kind of covering it now though. Um, but you know, like those outros that are like, thanks for listening. And now if you could leave me a five-star review and go to my Facebook page, follow me on Instagram here. I have a Facebook group. You can join it there. Oh, and I'm on LinkedIn. If you would like my three ways to blah, 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 go to blah, blah.com. And while you're at it, why don't you tell three friends about this show? Until next week, peace out, right? And it's just too much. People are never, ever, 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 ever going to take any of that action. And in fact, hardly anyone actually listens to the end of the podcast. They have already skipped next. So they're not necessarily listening to your outro. So knowing all this stuff about the way people are consuming and what their um, practices and behaviours are when they're podcast listening can inform you to make maybe what would seem like a less strategic approach to a call to action, but that will have a bigger impact. For example, for coming back to what is the main purpose of the podcast, right? And, and if your focus is on building the podcast audience because you know that that will eventually lead and you're willing to play a long-term game, you know that that will eventually lead you to build enough connection with people that they don't necessarily need to be in all the places in order to work from with you. And I find this all the time. Plenty of my clients are not connected with me in any other place other than in their podcast app. They don't follow me on Instagram. They're not in my Facebook group. They're not on my email list. And then I say, hey, I'm running a retreat and they sign up and I'm like, who the fuck are these people? They're not connected with me anywhere. 
So that is the power of a podcast. That is That can be the only place that people listen to you. And that's okay because when you announce an offer, when you have created that kind of trust, they don't need to be connected to you in any other way. They will take action and they will find you. If, they, if you move them that much, they will find you and connect with you in other places. So keeping that in mind, making sure as you go through your episode, you're dropping a few things every now and then, right? So it's like, oh, you're talking about, maybe you talk about your Instagram account and you drop your, your at handle, or maybe you are d- directing people towards a resource during the episode, not just leaving it to the end, but tying it in. Oh, and if you want extra resources on this, I've got the link to that book I spoke about. You can find it at blahblah.com forward slash episode seven or whatever, you know? So, so making sure you have ways to feed that in throughout the episode, not just waiting till the end. You don't want it to be one big self-promotion because nothing destroys no like trust factor faster than someone who is just constantly promoting their own shit without giving value. Who wants to be, who wants to listen to a podcast like that? Not me. So just coming back to again and again and again, what is the main thing that I want these people to do? And as a podcaster, my suggestion is grow the podcast. So what I've been playing with with some of my clients, as I mentioned before, what I've been playing with with some of my clients is getting very clear on that and and knowing the most powerful way to grow a podcast audience is through your audience. You can promote yourself as much as you want, but this is something that I had a conversation with Elsie Escobar, who if you don't know Elsie. She is a dear friend of mine and a podcasting mentor like myself. And she does some really amazing work around creating diversity in the podcasting landscape. She's just an incredible human. And she had had a conversation with me about that idea, about how the most powerful way to grow your audience is through your audience sharing. When we promote, it has a different energy and a different impact than when our audience promote. Maybe that becomes your call to action, encouraging them, making it very easy for them to find ways to share your show. And in fact, a few of my clients at the moment are experimenting with how it looks if, they, if their one call to action is just tell a friend about my show. What impact does that have over some of those Because I think one of the main issues that people have with a podcast is there's no real way to see necessarily rates of return. You know, we generally get a spike on the day that we release the episode and it kind of peters out over the next few days. And maybe if someone, you know, if our, our person that we interviewed shares it, we might get a spike. But generally, that's kind of the curve, right? Like you release the episode first couple of days, you get a spike and then it kind of drops out. So and and there's no real way to measure what you know how much of your audience is coming from your podcast to the other areas. So it can kind of feel like we're talking at no one and we're not really seeing any growth of our audience in the other platforms and often that comes back down to again how people are consuming. It takes a lot to get someone to take action from a podcast. So what if we just honored the fact that the podcast is the place where we're going to do the bulk of our work. 
the bulk of the connection, the bulk of that building though, like trust factor is going to happen in the podcast. So honoring that for what it is and then trusting that there will be an on flow and that we can invite people around our ecosystem and let them know. But having those pointless half a dozen calls to action at the end of an episode just isn't a growth strategy. And a lot of the things that we're doing won't work purely based on podcast behavior, podcast listeners' behavior. So when you are crafting what action you want people to take, make sure you're keeping that in mind. Make it very simple for them. Make it very memorable, right? So make it something that's easy for them to remember to do and that they can do like it doesn't have to be an immediate act. This is the key, right? Make it something memorable that they can do an hour later, a day later. It doesn't have to happen here and now. Those links to certain places, you know, you, your call to action, if you want to grow your your Instagram audience, you could say, remember, and always use remember instead of don't forget, because don't forget, I don't know, there's like science around this, but if you say don't forget, people people's brains go forget. Whereas if you say remember, they'll remember. So uh, something that I learned, I think through sales or whatever, my, my background in sales. So using language like remember, um, next time you're on Instagram, remember you can find me at Carlosophies. You know, so finding ways that you can weave it in that that when next time they open up Instagram, they'll go, oh, I've got something to remember. Oh, that's right. Carlosophies. So making it really simple, easy, and and rem- keeping in mind that people won't necessarily be able to take action at the point of listening, it mostly happens afterwards. So make that process easy. All right, that's it for today. Hope this has been helpful. If it has, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at my website, carlynimmo.com. If you've got a specific question or a topic you would like me to cover, just send me a form via my contact form. All right, until next week, peace out. Carly Nimmo signing off. Bye-bye now.